0: Uh, uh, Pornhub. Pornhub. The uh, Pornhub Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. Today's guest is Avian's Director of the Year, Caden Cross. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. So I was thinking earlier like how I should intro you. Okay. And... I don't know, like, obviously you're director of the year, so I was like, oh, I should mention that, but also, like, it almost feels like a disservice because you're so well-known as a porn star and for your writing, and, like, I was like, I don't know how to do this, but do you feel like that's, is that how it is now? Like,
1: you know, I have so much trouble, like, because obviously directing is what I mostly do now. Mm -hmm. I I haven't performed in a scene in, God, at least eight months at this point. Mm -hmm. Um. But like when I go feature, you know, I'm list- They li- they want you to list your recent credits, and I'm like, well, the biggest one I have is director of the year, and I right. put it on there, and like literally no one cares. <laughs> like no one cares. To, to the point that you know, at the meet and greet after, they'll be like, "So, what are you doing now?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm directing," and they're like, "Oh, you direct?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it was it was the main thing I said about myself when I came out on stage, but that's fine." <laughs> yeah, and it's also
0: like I won the director of like, the year, but the, the
1: one I, no, I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kind of like and they're like, "Oh, the you're year. directing, good for you!" Like they, they act like I'm like waiting in the kiddie pool, like trying right. my hand. <laughs> I'm like God damn it!
0: <laughs> Do you find that to be true a lot though? Like I feel. Okay, and maybe I'm biased because I'm I'm mainly, well, I am a performer, and I have directed before, but all the directing I've done was very much, like, kind of exactly what I think a fan would think a performer does when they direct, is, like, they gave me the cast and, like, the, you know, synopsis and, like, exactly how to shoot it, and basically, like, my name was on the cover, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think, I don't want to say most Performers turn directors do it that way, but I think that's definitely like how people think of it. That,
1: that's that's kind of how yeah, that's that's how you have to start for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that's what they think I'm doing too. At this, I mean. But they're not, they're not living my life. Like my life, I'm in the trenches and I wake up every morning. I'm like, shit, I've got to have nine projects ready to go. Like shot listed, concept, right. booked, all of it. Right. Every I, day, that's my life. I'm like, oh my God, I need the
0: next <laughs> nine ready to go. And I think also like the content itself, like it, when they see it, it's it's pretty obvious. Like you didn't just slap your name on some, Right. No, it's I'm, very stylized in a specific Yeah, I'm working vision. my ass off on it. Like, Yeah.
1: There, there's not any point where I'm not working. You know, right. Like uh, uh, even on the plane over here, you know, I'm I'm like sketching out this shot that I want for this thing, and I'm trying to get the beats right to make everything. Oh, like, so you
0: do the music and everything?
1: Well, not the not the I, I pick the music. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm, create mm-hmm. it. I don't. Well, yeah, but like that's what I meant. Just the, 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 there, there's beats to a to a story that'll make it kind of come around mm-hmm. in a way that feels balanced and create you know a thing and. That, that takes a lot of whittling. And yeah. so I'll be, like, just tinkering all day long to get this shit right. And then, of course, you show up, you're like, I need this, and then, like, they just can't do it. You're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's a constant thing. Yeah. And then when they're like, oh, you direct? I'm like, yeah, 24 fucking <laughs> seven, you asshole.
0: <laughs> so on that note, I kind of want to go back to, like, the beginning of where you started performing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so my number one, one of my number one pet peeves is when people are like oh you're too pretty to do porn oh or, my god why are you doing porn you could be yeah. d- be doing so many other things mm-hmm. that being said you're so fucking pretty and it does like i think a lot of people wonder like why is she in porn as much as yeah, I the, hate that the, the question, you know what I mean. For
1: foreign, yeah, that always bothered me because then mm-hmm. you're saying that basically that you you have to be in in some way undesirable in order to be porn in the first totally, place. or that like, it is a second rate job. Yeah, exactly. It it always drove me crazy. I I don't think there is such thing as too pretty for porn, and and honestly, I think it feels like the people coming in now are so fucking pretty. Yeah. Like, do you remember back in the day when we started? If there was like. A good-looking person, everyone was like, there's a good-looking person. And
0: if that good-looking person did
1: anal, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, heads exploded. <laughs> heads fucking exploded. I remember there was a time when just going from girl-girl to boy-girl was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, Penthouse. Remember, Penthouse wouldn't make you pet of the year if you did boy-girl.
0: Right. Like that it was, was a thing. Until very recently. recently. Like, maybe mm-hmm. five years ago or yeah. so.
1: I think Nikki Benz was the first... Oh Pat wow! The who did Boy Girl.
0: And she wasn't even on the cover, if I remember correctly. I, yeah, like I, I don't. I
1: don't remember that. I just remember like being like, "Wow, someone who did Boy Girl got that." Right. So yeah, it's it's been this weird progression, but I think that's also just this. There's like this this point where there's this you know there's this tipping point, and it used to be that it was such a big deal to do porn, and it's mm-hmm. kind of not right. So a very pretty person has not much to lose by doing it. It's not like you're sitting there thinking like, "Oh, the social backlash forever."
0: Do you think that's all because of the internet?
1: I think it's I think it's a lot of things. Um, it, it, I think it's like this confluence of all the things going on in the culture. I, I think, honestly, like the Paris Hiltons and Kim Kardashians did something. Mm-hmm. I think the internet did something. Um, fashion much more has become something. Like the, the things that people wear out on the street today, I look at and I often think to myself, why didn't they sell that 10 years ago when I was buying porn wardrobe? <laughs> right.
0: So and and it, it is crazy. Even like stores like... I mean, at the mall, like I'll see stores like Justice, like mm-hmm. the kids store. And I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like Bang Bros bought their entire wardrobe it's there. It's so true.
1: <laughs> but, but then on top of that, like it used to be, you know, the things that we did on camera was like, remember, remember you used to designate if you did ass to mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I noticed they stopped listing that on. on oh, ages. really? They stopped listing it. Because it's assumed that if you do porn, you do ass to mouth. Like, why would you not? Like, you do
0: anal, you do oral.
1: You do ass to mouth. Right. But also, like, I feel like you know how they say, like, the millennial handshake is like licking someone else's asshole? Okay. Like, we're just there kind of true <laughs> it's what we do now it's not even a porn thing it's what we do right so yeah it's just you don't need it's not like you have to like have all these events come together in order to feel comfortable doing porn porn just is kind of a reflection of what the culture is right
0: so back when we got into porn which is a crazy fucking thing to say because time know, flies it feels and weird it's saying like, that. yeah it's so weird but like what because it was so much more stigmatized then like what
1: made you get into porn I had a lot of well it was a few things um one is I didn't understand how stigmatized it was mm-hmm. um because I, I grew up Wait, in this what <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand here's why I, I grew up in like this private little Christian school very sheltered family and my mom had such a weird view of the world that I just assumed that everything I knew was wrong from her from that. okay so then you know I, I end up like thrown out in the world and I start stripping immediately I have a great time at it everyone's super supportive of course I don't make the connection that everyone in my circle is inside of the strip club right so that's now my world so then t- to go from not believing a single thing you learn about how the world works growing up and then go into the strip club where that's now your normal world porn was like yeah cool right across the pond you're like this is reality this is great yeah like outside of the church this is how people think how people are (laughs) and i remember when i first signed with vivid i hadn't even done a scene yet i was out celebrating the contract and i was out walking around san diego and i was with my friends and we're drinking like hurricanes or something stupid and i'm wasted and i'm like dancing on some light pole or something and this girl comes up and she's like you're a whore and i'm like i can't believe someone would say that about me (laughs) <laughs> you're like why yeah, right. <laughs> why would you say that and I don't then, get it and then I thought she was the weird one for like feeling like it's okay to speak that way about right and now it's like that's what you call your best friend right right
0: <laughs> right so growing up super super religious I guess like mm-hmm. what were you like were you shy or were you I mean were you a horny kid or like what
1: yeah I was I was I had a weird, yeah, everything kind of came together in a weird way. I was super shy, super Mm -hmm. introverted. In fact, I'm still technically introverted and shy, but I've just learned with the job not to be, Mm -hmm. uh, like, now. But, you know, like, Mm -hmm. if you put me in an elevator, I'm not going to make eye contact with anyone. Mm -hmm, If someone mm -hmm, says, hi, mm -hmm. I'm going to look at the ground and be like, I'm terrible. I think that's
0: actually, that's, I think it's really interesting because I think you're one of the most well-known people in porn of all time. Oh, really? And, yeah, and you're in one of, like, the most, Famous, I guess, like relationships of porn, right? Okay. Like your husband is like
1: <laughs> top a list. There. <laughs> and, yeah.
0: and yet like you're very, you do keep your life oddly private. Mm-hmm. And I think you are like, people would be surprised to see how quiet you are.
1: No, super, super quiet. Um, and I was even like growing up, like I used to read books on the playground and I'm talking in like second and third grade. Yeah. When it's like, <laughs> like it was cool. dorky as yeah. shit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was really, really shy, but I was also, even though I knew nothing about sex, I was extremely interested in whatever Mm -hmm. that was like, I, this is the most on PC thing I could possibly say, but I like literally had rape fantasies about like the sleeping beauty thing. Yeah. But I didn't recognize them as that or take them to that extent because I didn't even know that penises existed. Right. But I recognize now looking back, what I liked about sleeping beauty was this man coming in the night. And like there was something to me so interesting about that. right.
0: So there's this theory that like rape fantasies come from a place, especially for women from a place where like when we're so sexual, and I, this is true about myself as mm-hmm. well, but when we're so sexually repressed, that in a scenario like rape, it's a way for us to be sexual without taking any right. responsibility. It's not your fault. Yeah, It's, not your fault. Yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, it happened to me and mm-hmm. you know, it's not because I wanted it. Yeah. Do you think that's true?
1: I I don't know if it's true for me. Like I I like something I I like extremely overpowering men. Mhm. But then I like to fight them. <laughs> Like Manuel, that, that's part of why Manuel and I work. Like he's the super alpha dude. Like super. Like he walks in a room, and if he doesn't get to swing his dick around, like there's gonna be <laughs> literally, <a problem>. like <laughs> literally. <laughs> but then in our personal life, like I will go toe to toe with this fucker. Like <laughs> I will fight him. Right. Um, so
0: you make them prove themselves. Time yeah, and time I, again. I
1: like I like that. That I don't know if it, the tension is the word, but I like that life in the in the interaction. You know. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely subscribe to that as okay. well. I don't know. There's something about being very dominated that I find. Yeah,
1: I, I love when really someone can hot. dominate me. Right. Like, I, I don't want to play. Like, oh, let me put my wrist against the wall. Push. No,
0: there's nothing grosser than a guy that doesn't deserve to be exactly. dominant. Tries to be dominant. Ugh, Ugh disgusting. It, yeah, it's like
1: a slug crawling <laughs> on your face. It's the <laughs> fucking worst. <laughs> Um, what was the first porn you ever saw? You know, so I never watched porn. That was the other reason I was kind of like shocked that people thought what they thought about it. (laughs) I never watched porn. Um, the first time I really should have, the first time I saw anything porn related technically was on my first Vivid set. I remember Penny Flame, Penny Flame was upstairs doing a scene before me and I'm sitting on set and I'm thinking... God, I don't know what to do. I should go watch what she does and do that. You're like, it just <laughs> came walk to me stairs. right now. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the Penfield house, I walk up <laughs> the stairs. She's like on the big bat. under that giant chandelier and I'm like watching and then she's like doing this crazy scene and I remember being like, fuck, I can't do that.
0: <laughs> That's really interesting because I didn't really watch porn either mm-hmm. and yet I always wanted to do porn. Really? And... Yeah, like kind of like you and same thing where like even before I knew what sex was, I was obsessed with sex. Yeah. Like I remember thinking pregnant women were super hot and I didn't know how babies were made, but I knew it was
1: Yeah, there's like this void that you're attracted to. Yeah, that we're like not allowed to talk about. Yeah.
0: Um, So I was always really, really obsessed. And same as you, I didn't really watch porn, but I always wanted to do porn. Like how, how does that happen?
1: I mean, I think there is something, like, if your sex drive is just kind of in that direction, like, you're going to kind of find yourself there, or in, in some form, one way or another, you're going to find yourself in a place where you can interact with that thing that draws you. Right. Like, I, you know, people people find themselves from, from an early age attracted to one thing, and it kind of becomes this theme through their lives. Right,
0: like, just gravitated toward it. Yeah. So, after watching Penny Flame... After watching being,
1: Penny Flame... <laughs> I, I mean,
0: and for anyone that doesn't know, Penny Flame is, like... Known to be a very extreme performer. Yeah. Um, One of the best. So from thinking, oh, shit, I cannot do that, to actually doing it, like, what?
1: Oh, I failed. I was terrible. What? Uh, have I not told you the story? Who Who was the Manuel theme? was my first. What? Manuel. I shit you not. The person that I went on, I've been with him seven years. We just celebrated our seventh year together. Wait.
0: Okay, before you go on with this, if... It, am I wrong wasn't Manuel on your no list no he, I was on his
1: no list that's how bad I was. okay wait as as I, I need to hear the whole thing I need to wait so I go upstairs I watch Penny Flame now now let me back up let me say that I was for as shy and introverted and whatever as I was like I had no problem having sex in yeah. my personal life like getting laid was very simple for me yeah <laughs> being uh, I was tw- I just had turned 21 at the time yeah so so between the ages of when I lost my virginity and this this porn day, we'll call it D day, <laughs> like P day, yeah P day. No no problem at all. Having sex, very right. comfortable with it. I could be naked all day long. If I was in a strip club, I could talk to you all day long. Out in the real world, shy as could possibly be. Like I was embarrassed to place an order at a restaurant. Like right. so shy. And so I'm on the set, and I'm thinking, okay. Up until that moment, I'm thinking, okay, I have sex all the time. I consider myself rather good at sex. Like, I remember one time this guy who was much older than me was like, "You're a tomcat in the bedroom," and I was like, "I don't know what that means, but it sounds good." And so I felt, first of all, can I just say
0: that dude was old as hell. He
1: he was he was older than me. If he said you're a
0: tomcat in <laughs> He's bed, like, you're a
1: tomcat. He in was the old as
0: fuck. Okay, continue.
1: So I felt confident about my ability to have sex. And then I show up on the on the set and suddenly I'm like, wait, I've never seen this before. Like, what if I've been doing it wrong this whole time?
0: Oh, my. What if I've
1: been doing sex wrong the entire time I've been doing it, which at this point is like six years. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm sitting on all those guys were
0: just being nice.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, fuck, I've never seen anyone else have sex but myself. Like, what if, what if I live in this tiny little bubble? What if, like, I'm literally doing it so wrong as to be, like, mortifyingly embarrassing? So I walk And you probably
0: already had, like, somewhat subconsciously that fear because, like, of the way you were raised. And you already thought, oh, well, that's already happened once that everything you knew was you know, not the reality you subscribe to now. So,
1: but on top of that, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, you know the singing thing where you sing in your shower all the time. You're like, I enjoy singing in my shower. (laughs) I might even be good at it. Maybe I should go do American Idol? No, 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 that's not the logical next step. And so in my head, like, I'm sitting on this porn set. I'm like, what if this is the American Idol of sex? Like, what if I've been having sex in my shower this whole time? You're the William Hung of porn. But there are, like, fucking athletes out there, and I am not one of these people. (laughs) So I was so scared. But of course it didn't occur to me at all until I'm sitting on the set. And I should also mention on my way to set I had a boyfriend. Okay. And like on the way there. He, a he, porn he,
0: guy or not
1: a porn guy, just okay. like a dude I'd met. And on the way there, like he'd been cool up until that moment. Mm. He like literally breaks up with me mm. on the way. He's like I can't do this. Yeah. And so I'm like kind of reeling from a breakup and then I'm thinking fuck, I can't fuck like the people who can fuck here. And so I like tea a lot up the of things stairs. going on. Lots of shit going on. Yeah. So I teeter up the stairs and Penny Flames, like having this rambunctious fuck session on this giant odd bed. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I come back downstairs. And I remember Manuel's like trying to talk to me and make me feel better. And I'm like all fucking freaking out. Was Manuel already a star by then? Yeah, it was, um, it was late 2006. Okay. So he had already been in the States for four years, but he started porn in like 97, 98 okay. in France. So yeah, he was, he had done for sure. Fashionistas was already out, and that was okay. like, the thing that launched him, right? Um, but that's very,
0: very. I I ask because that's like I I mean not every girl gets
1: to start out porn well, with a manuel as a vivid scene. Contract girl, yeah, so they were like take Manuel, <laughs> when, which I later learned they paired him with everyone they were worried about. Could no, that honestly
0: that makes sense to me though because Manuel is the kind of performer that will make you look good no matter what. Exactly, you know he what I mean? It out. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so anyway, we get to the scene, and a, a few more things happen in the course of this time. One is, because I'm naive, I've requested this to be a condom scene. Okay. Two is, because I've, I'm naive, I think I've seen a big dick before. <laughs> 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 and then three is, because I'm so fucking nervous, I start worrying every time. I'm worried about my makeup coming off. Yeah. Which everyone knows that porn girls who keep worrying about their makeup through the scene are the fucking worst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then on top of that I've seen I've now seen Penny Flame fuck. I'm like I don't fuck like Penny Flame fucks. My boyfriend just broke up with me. But okay, wait.
0: Pause here, because in your defense, like, you're being very hard on yourself. Porn was a different, it was a different time back then. It was a different time. You know, contract girls were known to be these beautiful, pristine dolls that didn't get their makeup fucked up. Th- that, in your defense. That's true, but but
1: Manuel didn't allow for that. Right. <laughs> okay, continue. So we start doing the scene, and every time, I can't get my, my mouth over his dick. Yeah. For one. I can't get over the head. I just... Right can't do it and so like this shocks me and so i remember like i have such a clear memory of like pulling back and looking at it and i'm like ah. and then i pull back and i just go <laughs> i just did the tiniest little lick it. with the tip of my tongue just to see if i can even touch it with my mouth just <laughs> and i kind of look like at two it magnets
0: that are just <laughs> yeah
1: they, they left it in the, in, the, in the thing they left it in the scene they didn't edit it out there's like because you can see it like i just kind of look back and i'm just like <laughs> i'm just so fucking bad And then I kept stopping, and of course, every time his dick touches my face, it fucks up my makeup, so I want to fix the makeup. And then the condom is the fucking wrong idea. Yeah. If if you're worried about things fitting, don't put a condom on top of it. Right,
0: right. But that's another thing, right? I mean, I think, you know, so much education comes from being in porn and just over time and, you know, sex normalizing and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, that, like, it's true. Even when I got into porn, which was, like, a few years after that, I remember thinking, like, oh, of course condoms are safer. Like, I didn't know anything about our testing protocol. Mm-hmm. And you know what
1: I mean? So I can understand that. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of, yeah, I think it's pretty common for performers to come in, not understand how the testing thing works, and immediately yeah. think, because, you know, like, going through school, condom, 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 condom. Right. I mean, of course when I went through sex ed in private school, they didn't even tell me I had a vagina. But, but later... They're like, like, like anal only. Like, I, I, sh- I shit you not, six weeks of sex ed in this private school, and I did not know I had a vagina. Like, I came out on the other side knowing I would bleed I would bleed eventually, but not that I had a vagina that I would bleed out of. Just between your legs. Just, it would just come out. Like, I, I didn't know where I thought it Maybe was coming Maybe out of from. your eyes. Like, you know, it would, but it would go down my legs. <laughs> that's, that's what I knew. Um... So yeah, there was just a lot of, there was a lot of chaos that day. It was yeah. bad. Anyway, long story short, the movie was supposed to be called Caden Loves Manuel. <laughs> they changed the title to Caden's First Time. <laughs> oh, And so he put me on his note list. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, that's pretty telling. Yeah,
1: it was. it was so bad. Even the reviewers, you know how most reviews are like, they're either really good review, like, they're like, this is great, or they're kind of, like, kind about it. Yeah. The reviewers were like, we'll give her another chance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, and then, so when did you get good? I, so, the first movie was just a clusterfuck. I, both scenes were with Manuel. It was one with me and Manuel, and then one where there was another girl, um, and now I can't remember her name. There was another performer in the in, in the mix. And I remember for that scene, it was my first, not, it wasn't my first threesome, but it was my, obviously on camera. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what to do when they were, like, fucking like rabbits. Yeah. And so I kept, like, turning her chin to kiss her. And she'd, like, put up with me and then go back to fucking like rabbits. And I'd take her chin and I'd, like, kiss her again. And I was just, like, hovering up by her shoulder, just, like, occasionally turning her chin to You know what? But you're actually making me realize right now
0: that, it's true. When you get into porn, you don't know shit about porn. Maybe it's yeah. different now because there's so much porn on the internet. Yeah. But when I got it's in, it's easier
1: to watch now.
0: Yeah. Like, well, first of all, I didn't watch porn. But like, even if I had, like, no one teaches you these things. Like, no one
1: teaches you anything.
0: I feel like I got good at threesomes maybe like four years into porn. Yeah. You, can you know like what I mean?
1: Figure out. We're like, works. oh, you yeah. have to stay busy the whole time. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. I'm on screen the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and it's funny because I, I, I do see newer performers come in. Like, you know when you see Q&As from, you know, whatever site will be. Like, here are ten questions with so-and-so about sex. And mm-hmm. then they'll answer it. And, you know, I'll see a girl who's been in the business for three months and she's, like, answering these questions. And I realized at one point that she doesn't know any better than I knew at three months. Right. She's just answering the questions because they're sending the questions. Right. It doesn't mean it's correct information. She is not actually a sex superstar. <laughs> right. Most of us are not. Right. <laughs> So, it, takes, it takes a very a long time. I actually wanted
0: to ask you that. So I always, so, uh, I mean, I feel like we've already talked about him so much. But Manuel, if you guys don't know, which that's fucking ridiculous. That would be
1: weird if you went to Pornhub and didn't know Manuel. It would her. be
0: really, really weird. But he, um, he's, you know, one of the most famous porn stars of all time. He has a huge penis. It's pretty and big.
1: It's, I think it's like the scariest part about it is the girth. Right? It's, it's so girthy, he can't pull his own foreskin back. That's how girthy it is. Like, like I don't even know what that means.
0: Yeah, you can't so pull thick.
1: the... he yeah, just can't so, move it. I always
0: imagined, like, I thought, like, whoever dates Manuel must have, like, a permanent UTI. Is it... Do you get used to it?
1: You know, when we first started dating, I actually, for about three months... Had a UTI? Constantly. <laughs> I constantly. I was right. You do, You do get used to it. In fact, now that you're saying that, I'm wondering why why it stopped i guess, I guess your you body just, get, you just gets it. used to it yeah no i think it's the same thing though like i remember in porn at first you know like i was very sensitive mm-hmm. not not like physically sensitive, but like little things would be like oh my god i can't touch my vagina for a week mm-hmm. and then you just yeah you, it stops being the thing
0: that's definitely a classic new porn girl thing like I really my heart goes out to new brand new porn girls like when they're in their first few months and they're just like battling with thing after thing in their vagina like they tore and then they have an infection and then and yeah, it's, it's like and, wow and you're you haven't built up yet you go. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah and you're just like doing all these things that you don't know if you can do and I really feel for them because it's, it's a process figuring that out. there's stuff
1: I'm still figuring out, like, there was stuff I figured out after I stopped actively performing all the time. Okay, like what? Where I was like, fuck, I wish I had known that. Um, Like, little things, like balancing pH, like apple cider vinegar, for example. Like, it just, but it's not, I'm not talking about, like, just the vagina as a locale. Like, in general, your body needs to be pH balanced. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) shocking. I didn't I didn't know, because I was always flying, um, and my ankles will swell up. You know, I'll get, like, edema if I'm on a long flight. I didn't know that I could easily just give myself massages, just pressure points on my feet. Right. And I'll get rid of the swelling. And as a
0: performer that was feature dancing, that would have really fucking helped. Huge. Yeah.
1: Fucking huge. Yeah. It didn't occur to me to travel with sleeping pills mm-hmm. for, like, time changes mm-hmm. until, like, year 10 of my career. Right. Like When, so when much- you're, like,
0: feature dancing, like, once a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much shit where I was like, God, if someone had just given me a manual and like a little list of shit, there that should be one. Someone should make one.
0: Someone should really make one, but then everyone would fight about it. And Let them
1: like if I had read something that said hey here are the things you should Mm -hmm. do one know how to relieve like swelling in your Mm -hmm. ankles after a 16 hour flight by doing this right and two these are the things that will keep your body balanced, right and three like travel with these few little pharmacy items yeah life will be good yeah I would have been I'll try it yeah
0: I've gotten really good at traveling thanks to feature dancing oh yeah I got so good like I'm I really pride myself on like knowing how to pack Mm -hmm. I can go anywhere with a carry on yeah I'm like a superstar going through TSA and you know but that's you definitely learn shit along the way um so you mentioned you didn't you haven't performed for eight months now mm-hmm. so are you are you done or no po-
1: there, there are two reasons I haven't performed for eight months um one reason is I hurt my toe in the gym and lost a toenail okay so I have oh. nine toenails right now okay Actually, I have nine and a half. It's almost back.
0: Which one is it? Because
1: a big toenail. Okay,
0: I recently lost a toenail it as well. That's hurts. really interesting. It takes
1: forever to grow back. Mine didn't even hurt. I just looked out on my foot and it was missing. No, it hurts to take it off. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Like, no. Oh. The, the gym. I, like I didn't do anything super bad to damage it. I was doing like flying lunges, and yeah. the front of my toe kept hitting my shoe. But like when the t- oh, it's the fucking worst. It takes forever. So I like I don't want to perform with nine toenails. Yeah. No. I feel like that's weird. <laughs> Um, and the other thing especially if it's your big toe yeah it's the noticeable one like like little toenails like no one no one pays attention yeah but that that's one thing um the other thing is i just haven't had time yeah because we were doing the whole deal to get deeper off the ground Mm -hmm. and that was a fuck lot of work can you talk about deeper i can totally talk about yeah let's talk about it 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 looks fucking fucking
0: amazing
1: thank you it Uh looks
0: really good and that's actually one thing i did want to ask you about too is like your your style is it's so um it's a different kind of sexy like it's more it feels more like psychologically erotic if that, that makes yeah, sense that, that's
1: exactly what i go for okay I'm super into the power thing
0: so has that always been you or
1: yeah yeah it's always been personally what i what i like right like a, a lot of the stuff you'll see not not like shot for shot but little nuances are stuff i like pull directly from memory like the thing i wrote for your book Mm -hmm. that was one of my first hookups with manuel
0: okay and
1: and then i thought so i I knew it was
0: manuel yeah Yeah. it was
1: manuel and then like things like you know little things in our relationship little little things he's done those details i'll take and i'll just throw in because they they give it that extra little oomph
0: yeah you know do you think that Because it feels very fresh and new for porn, especially, like, in this world now where it's, like, we're all about, like, looking into people's assholes and, like, Mm -hmm. that's the sexy... That's the main event, right? Right. So, like, do you think that... Did you see an opening for, like, your style and think, oh, I should go for that? Or do you think, like, just putting your own shit out there kind of created this, like, niche?
1: So, the... the It it was a a thing where... It was kind of this... uh, you know one thing fed the other and it just sort of was this like flywheel that just kind of grew um the the scene i did with katrina jade and tommy gunn and charles dara i don't know if you ever saw it in sacrosanct Mm -hmm. but she was on this this turntable and she had ropes okay yeah in that real eerie landscape Mm -hmm. i had pitched that i wanted to do that and um i'm not gonna say who but someone basically said no we're not doing that right now i pitched the idea and then when Trenchcoat became fully mine I was like fuck I've got to make something and it was the last day of the year and for tax reason I wanted all the money out of the account okay <laughs> and so I was like I was like fuck it I'm just gonna make the one thing I always wanted to make and I made it and then I remember sitting in the editing bay being like this is fucking hot yeah like, there's something about this because I never watched porn I, I still don't watch porn yeah like I watch my porn that i made. right 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 um but, like, it's just never been something where I was watching, like, I want to see more. And right. then I was watching this, I was like, I would want to see more of this. Right. And so I'm sitting in the editing bay, I'm like, this turned out the way I wanted it to. And then, of course, I had to wait for Trenchcoat to make more money so I could make another one. And then I made another one and another one. And, you know, Trenchcoat kind of picked up and took off. And I experimented and I went, you know, I made How to Blowjob and I made, like, Sunlit and all this stuff and Trashy Love Store. And I was all over the place, but the Sacrosanct stuff was for me what like really stuck right and then it's the one that avn really paid attention to i okay. had i had two movies that were eligible in that awards period and sacrosanct mm-hmm. um it took three awards total and so then you know i i kept going more into that and when i was talking to greg lansky we were kind of trying to figure out what that brand would be and i had offhandedly well before then said, Hey, if I could just make sacrosanct all the time, that would be great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no one said anything to that, mm-hmm. but as the conversation continued, there was just this growing understanding that there was something special about that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not, you know, kink is kink. Kink is, this is BDSM. This is kink. Um, but, but what I'm making for deeper is, is more, it's about the exchange between the people and less about the tools.
0: Okay. Um, so, like, how do you describe deeper to... It's
1: power play. It's power dynamics. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, like, I'll play with things that are BDSM related, mm-hmm. but... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm going to lose my voice. But, old. like,
0: more so yeah. without without the objects.
1: Yeah, it, it's... The objects are... They're, they're not crucial to the dynamic. The dynamic is about one person having much more psychological power than the other one in the situation. Right. I
0: think that's the root of BDSM, oh, for sure. But it's not the porno version of right, BDSM. Because the
1: porno version, I feel like, focuses on the, the props and, and fetishes. The, right, yeah, they, they, they fetishize the the props and the the things that are visually associated. Right. For me, it's always been I respond to very powerful people, men and women, mm-hmm. like people who walk into a room and have a pull to them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm totally drawn. I can't I can't look away.
0: Right. Do you think Porn is kind of steering away from – because you do these – so when you got into porn, I feel like porn was still producing these, like, really high-budget um, features, like you were in Pirates. Like, they they were still making, like, really – like. I don't even want to say artful, but just like higher budget yeah, they, they were features.
1: Making, yeah, they were throwing a lot of money at big And then movies. for a while
0: it was, that was done. Yeah. No and one then it was all that. gonzo,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is like when, what I really did um, when I was in porn. And then, and then now it seems like with the likes of you, it's almost like it's kind of coming back, but in a much more artful way this time.
1: Yeah. The vignette is the, is the kind of king of the story now.
0: So do you think like, what is gonzo done?
1: No, no, no. I don't think Gonzo's ever going to be done. Um, I I think that the feature... The feature is this behemoth thing. Doesn't have a lot of room to exist. Mm -hmm. um, Unless it's broken up into stories that link together but can stand alone. Mm -hmm.
0: So vignette meaning like short stories. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I've... That's where I've done well. Mm -hmm. It is these... Each scene has a story to itself. Mm -hmm. um, And great if that story can lend to another story that follows but it doesn't have to right so yeah it's like a book of short stories right and you know the, the way which seems consume, really
0: appropriate actually for like this generation for sure the like attention that, that's span what we consume. Yeah. right and, and it's true, like, even, like, I think about, like, I don't really watch movies anymore, I watch TV shows, right? you know, and, like, everything I consume is a lot shorter now, mm-hmm. and it's true, My I think it's my attention span.
1: It's not just you. <laughs> even, even the short story has come back, like, it, there was a time when it wasn't, obviously, the mm-hmm. preferred thing, but... People are reading short stories more than novels. Yeah. In, in a, no, I agree with you. To. I
0: think, like, even like that George Sanders one mm-hmm. that came out, like, kind of that was kind of like the beginning of it. And now it's true. It's like a lot more. Yeah, it's, it's of all that's we have what's time available. for.
1: There's so many more things competing.
0: So, at the last awards, you won Director of the Year. Um, Were you expecting that? Like, we're, you know how, like, when whenever the awards come around, there's always buzz and there's people around you that are saying, like, oh, I think you're going to win. I think mm-hmm. you're going to win.
1: Was that happening? That was happening. And I was very, very concerned because I-, I gave it my all. I really did. Yeah. Like, I I definitely worked my ass off for it, but I wasn't the only one doing it. Yeah. There w- was are- that your goal? It wasn't my goal, but I understood that it was important. Right. Um, I
0: mean, like, I-, I see other directors, like, whenever they're kind of gunning for director of the year. Like, you see them, you can tell because they do, like, they kind of hit all the marks. Mm-hmm. Like, they do their big feature. You know, they do their big showcase. Yeah. And then, like, d- was that the plan for you?
1: Yeah, Yes and no. Like, I, I wanted to do a big movie. And it wasn't for me as as a director. Um, the brands wanted a big movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tushy wanted a big showcase. Mm-hmm. And Vixen wanted a feature. Right. Uh, they gave those to me because they felt like I was gonna absolutely go crazy with it right because I I'm directing still new for me yeah I'm very excited about is it is it though it is I st- like I, th- there's the part of me that constantly feels like I'm dying because it is a 24-7 thing but when I get something right it is so exciting do you feel like
0: the first big one you directed was um the Misha Cross
1: Misha Cross to me was the first thing I ever directed. I did do one for digital. Did, yeah, I
0: remember you but doing it, a I did it here and there.
1: I, I did it. I wrote it. i I was able to cast it, mm-hmm. but i I kind of got the parameters you got where they're like, okay, it's gonna be a girl girl movie and it's gonna be this and it's gonna be like that. you were working
0: within a box
1: within a box. And then on top of that, while I wrote the story and knew what I wanted, I knew nothing about how to get it. So I showed up. And I just didn't know how to communicate to the person operating the camera. Okay. Or even where to begin. Okay. So, yes, that was mine. But in the end, I was more the writer mm-hmm. and kind of creative on mm-hmm. it. I was mm-hmm. not I was not doing much in the way of directing it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and that actually is something that happens a lot at, like, I think those big, big production companies. It's like mm-hmm. they already have their team. They already know what they're yeah. producing. They've been doing it for 20 years. Right. They
1: just want more of the same. Right. And so, yeah, they, they give you... A, a very narrow thing to work within and you know you're still I think they still call it directing I don't feel like it's directing right not not in the sense that Misha Cross wide open was directing for right me. right right like that was me saying this is what I'm making this is who I'm doing it with this is how I'm doing it this is what it looks like get this get this get this this is the wardrobe that was me and I think he, that one won it won it exp right? it won the best girl girl scene it won best uh, best director um and it won a non-feature so, like, you've pretty much been, like,
0: successful since you started directing.
1: Yeah, I... I so you must have I on some level been Misha. expecting,
0: like, oh, one day. Like, it wasn't... It's not like...
1: I wasn't expecting one day. No, with Misha, I felt like it was a fluke. I really did. Because um, it was it was really the first thing I'd ever fully done on my on my own. Right. And on top of that, you know, Manuel was there with me. I, I was doing all the story, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was being released on his movie line. And he right. was definitely, like...
0: Holding your hand a little.
1: Well, th- there was one key moment I remember where, because he, he never read my script. He'll never read the script. It doesn't matter. He'll never read my fucking script. Wait, he if won't. If he's not
0: reading your script, Yeah, it he's, means he's not reading any He's script. reading nobody's scripts.
1: <laughs> so I had written the script for Misha. We agreed on Misha. We were both excited about Misha. Um, and I'd written the script and he never read it. And all the things I wanted were in it. I was like, this is our transition. And it was the thing where she does a five guy blow bang, and they all come on her face, and she goes to wipe the cum off, and then the next shot, she's actually wiping shower water off her face. That's our transition. And I remember they all come on her face. Peter Warren's sitting right there. He's visiting, he's doing a write up on it. He's sitting right there, and they all do exactly what they're supposed to do. Every single one of them. The guys come, Misha wipes, the camera catches it. And I remember Manuel stands up. He's like, You just ruined the movie! <laughs> screaming and like i'm like looking around like this is so embarrassing peter warden's watching this because
0: because usually in porn we let the cum shot linger yeah and
1: they play we want to
0: yeah like a lot of times the point of a lot of guys coming on a phase is to see the actual come on Mm -hmm. the face wait that's so
1: funny and he was so mad he was so mad but it was a lot of stuff like that where like i was like we're doing this Everyone was on the same page, that's but Minwal really didn't read though. the script and then got mad about it.
0: <laughs> that's really funny. Like, of course,
1: of course. <laughs> I mean, like, when you're at Manuel's
0: level, you don't have to read the script.
1: You don't. Yeah, I, I don't think no one's read pay- from day no well. one's
0: paying him to read the script. Exactly. And that's the goddamn truth. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know what, Fashionista's he did phonetically, like. Uh, Rocco was telling him or no Steve Holmes was telling him how to say words but he didn't so he had English. no idea what he was saying yeah every English word in that whole movie he has no fucking Wait, clue what so saying.
0: that recently Manuel didn't speak
1: English no when he came over he didn't
0: I didn't know that yeah he's very good at English
1: he's I, I feel like extroverted people are better with language He's just, he picks the language up. Where yeah. He yeah. He speaks like four or five of them. He's really. It's
0: cool. funny. My, my ex is from Spain, as mm. you know, and he's also English as a second language. And he used to always joke. He'd say, my English is better than Mr. Pete's.
1: then <laughs> Well says the same
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is so funny. And like Mr. Pete, I mean, I love Mr. Pete. He's one of my favorite performers, but it's just, if you knew him, it's a very funny thing to <laughs> say. <laughs> Mr. Pete is from America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's amazing
0: <laughs> but yeah but i i think yeah they you're right i think extroverted people maybe are because i guess social being yeah, social like, is their thing. social intelligence yeah. yeah so so yeah so you won director of the year it was i mean manuel must have been so proud
1: manuel put me on the spot like if there's anyone who put pressure on me it was manuel because he he wasn't expecting no one was expecting him to win performer of the year because he's he's won it so many times and he hadn't done any like big features that year you know he just does what he wants to do yeah and he's like fuck you and your features so won't yeah. do them and we're all sitting in the audience and the camera was was staring at mandingo who was sitting at the same table and we're like oh mandingo's gonna win yeah and then they say Manuel. that's and everyone's
0: like, favorite game guessing who's gonna yeah. win
1: <laughs> and so he was so shocked and he gets up on stage and because he wasn't expecting to win he didn't have a speech or anything prepared so you know what he says in the microphone he says, "I can't wait for Caden to come win director of the year." And I'm like, sitting there, I'm like, "Oh my god! Now I have to win. If I don't win, this is going to be the most embarrassing night <laughs> of my life." Has he ever won director? I don't think so. So
0: He's there you go. You have that over him now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was a cool night to to win together. But yeah, yeah. he put he was the one who was. but it's also his way of being supportive like he was definitely the most vocal no of course
0: yeah he wasn't doing that to like no not no like
1: he even said after the fact that I was like do you understand what position you put me in when you did that he's like I had no doubt the whole time I was like but if you had been wrong (laughs) um would you say that it was the highest point of your career so far I think so yeah Yeah. I, I think I've just in general always kind of been better behind the scenes rather than in front I think I'll ultimately be a better director as a span of my career than I was as a span as a performer. I'm going to say something really fucked up. Okay.
0: Um, But, like, and this goes back to, like, the whole, like, too pretty for porn thing. Like, you're pretty enough that it doesn't, (laughs) like, no one cares. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? No, like, there are certain, I would say there's maybe, like, five performers in the history of porn that like no one gives a shit if you're a good performer or not because like you're so pretty that just it's novel that you're even doing porn i, I think I, you I know like riley I, I Steele think is like that me, but
1: i know what you're saying and i agree yeah i agree there are girls where so, you're like you're, you're a terrible performer but but, you but keep who cares booking them because like they sell like fucking yeah crazy. like i think
0: like riley Steele, not to say she's a bad performer or anything but she's so pretty yeah, that it it's matter like what she
1: does you just want to watch her do even it, even if yeah. she were just standing
0: there mm-hmm. like who cares yeah
1: no i i know the type <laughs> you're talking about
0: <laughs> so is your goal to win again
1: i mean ah you know what what's terrifying is that there's that's this, a horrible
0: question i no, know no well no
1: there's just like this this thing that's you 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 won performer of the year mm-hmm. right so when you win it then you're like fuck where do i go from here yeah and that's kind of the feeling, like then no, you get, you really? get st- the, not not like there's nowhere to go, but more like fuck, do I have to keep doing this again and again and again so I don't fall backwards? <laughs> Ooh, that's really interesting. So I was gonna ask you because
0: yeah, with performer of the year, it's a different thing because as performers, we have these like quote unquote expiration dates. Like mm-hmm. you can really only perform for so long, or you can only be going at your hardest for so long yeah that's your body just gives out like i'm exhausted Mm -hmm. honestly like people ask me are you gonna do triple anal and i'm like fuck no (laughs) i'm not even gonna do double anal again like that's done that was that was a time (laughs) i'm glad i did it never need to do it again yeah um but so I, I, I've always thought, like, also performer of the year is almost this curse because, like, you get it and then you're right. It's like, where do you go from here? You can yeah. only go down. You're probably not going to win it again. You don't want to win it again because you went so hard that year. Yeah, it,
1: it takes so much to get there.
0: Whereas director, I feel like you could, you could win the, the, that, like, a hundred more that, times. Though.
1: Like, when I look back at the shooting schedule I had for the Abigail and, and uh, After Dark movies... Mm-hmm. Like I have nightmares a little bit. I mean I, I am so proud of them, but the fucking amount of work yeah. we're talking the Tory Black movie, the after dark, it was all night shoots. It was all like, okay, three AM, four AM, five AM. Wow Because we needed nighttime and it was the summer. <laughs> right. So the sun's not even going down till eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And it it was it was a lot of that stuff. So Abigail, what was that? Thirteen days of shooting? imagine there's probably two days of pre-production for every day on set and then about two days of post-production right so like that was my whole summer
0: yeah it seemed it seems kind of like it's a curse in a different way because you kind of, like, don't have the excuse of, well, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: no. You, like, yeah, you kind of. There's, no, I, I want to do it. I'm very scared. But I was scared before we started. I remember I felt like I was, like, falling down a roller coaster in the mm-hmm. first day of Abigail. I was like, here goes nothing. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there was so much money and so many people, and there was so much involved. Mm-hmm. and And that was your second? That was my first one. Abigail was my first feature. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but just, I remember on day one of that shoot, showing up, there was so much at at stake, and I was, like, the pin that held it all together. Right. And if I fucked up, everyone was just going to look at me. Right. There was no one else's fault but mine.
0: I've noticed that you pick, because you've done quite a few, like, showcases, and then, like, Abigail's not quite...
1: Is that considered a showcase? Technically, yes, because she's in all the scenes, but it was a feature. Okay, was, yeah. Like, I shot it as a feature.
0: Right. So, well, whatever it is, like, showcase feature, I I've noticed that you always pick girls that are... Not necess- not necessarily like who everyone else is shooting, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, but they are like bombshells yeah. and they're very good performers. Like how, like what's, how do you pick them out? Like how do so you know it's going to be pick,
1: good? I, I pick girls who inspire me. That's literally the, the, the okay. long and short of it. If, if I, I, I have found that I think that the single biggest factor for me in terms of whether I'm happy with something is how inspired I was to shoot the girl before she showed up. Okay. So uh, you'll, you'll notice I, I tend to not shoot girls that I don't know or haven't seen on like Manuel's set or and mm-hmm. somehow interacted with. Um, like Abigail, I knew based on, I'd shot her in a little thing with Stallion Strong for a trench coat. And the moment they said Abigail Mack, I was like, I already know the whole story. I mm-hmm. already know just based on what I know of her, what I want to do. Like, no questions asked. Same with Tori Black. Like, Tori Black she is so good at that character mm-hmm. that it's just – it's not even it doesn't even feel like work getting the story. It's just work putting it writing together. Writing around her. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I really, really – I only like shooting when I'm writing for the person. Right. And then I just I, – I like, I've heard a few other people say that. Yeah, I really – I want to make it specific to the person on set because then you can kind of, like, pull out those nuances that make right. them particularly attractive. And say it
0: in their voice or write the put script it in their, and their voice. voice.
1: And then you also really, to me – the most important thing is where where are they in the domination scale Mm -hmm. like you know you give me a janice griffith Mm -hmm. i'm always gonna make her this completely just absolutely bratty bitch (laughs) and she's gonna be the best and it's gonna be the hottest thing ever (laughs) and then if you give me someone who's more submissive then i need to pair that person with a manuel ferrara or a marcus dupree right someone who can play the male version of that right 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 so can we talk about your relationship yeah totally
0: So, I mean, we've already talked about him a bunch, but are you, are you guys monogamous? We,
1: we are, if you don't count the fact that he works like every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think monogamous is like, monogamy is definitely relative Oh, for for me. Like I think, but yeah, like outside of work. Yeah.
1: Outside of work, we're, we, we have a relatively normal relationship.
0: Are, have you always been a monogamous person? No. Is this your first monogamous relationship?
1: Probably. I'm in my the, first one, too. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Because like, yeah. I've, I've had monogamous relationships in the sense that that was the agreed upon term. Mm-hmm. But I have not always played by the rules in past relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, yeah, that's what we agreed on. And I've thus far like maintained right
0: like <laughs> and, unconventionally yeah
1: yeah it's 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 weird because sometimes I catch myself I'm like wow how did this happen <laughs>
0: right so you guys are in this like very strange living situation where you guys live in a house mm-hmm. I've been there um I've met your family and then on the same property you're living with also Manuel's ex
1: yeah and she's their family living in the other house yeah. so
0: is it is this so I guess it's not a polyamory thing. No,
1: no, no, no. It wasn't the plan. It just kind of happened that way and worked out. And does it work? It works. Well, because she and I are really good friends. Oh, you are. Yeah. How is that possible? I Well, I here's how it's possible. There there's a reason Manuel has ended up in two long-term relationships. We are identical people. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're identical no no actually i mean it makes sense our neuroses are the same Mm -hmm. i'm not like into astrology or anything but like we're the same sign Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're we're weird about the same shit and um we're both that type that's extremely introverted and you're both scary smart and i I know you won't say it i feel like i'm no i know you don't but like i like I, I'm curious. But you think
0: she's scary smart, right?
1: She, yeah, and I think she's curious. Well, so are and you, yeah. To me, the, the difference between someone who's interesting and not is whether they're curious, because a right. curious person will talk about stuff all day long that's interesting. Right. Um, and so we have that in common. We have our, our common neuroses. Like we can we can talk about our fear of flying for like weeks on end. Like we we could drive to the destination, not flying, while talking about our fear of right. flying, and never stop talking about that fear right. of flying. Um, so because we have so much in common, we have a a, a friendship that's independent of. Her so, past relationships.
0: so and like how does it work like is it like have you ever seen that show big love i i know yeah. you already said it's not yeah. polyamory but like is it like that where like people just like are wandering into each other's houses and oh, going no. across <laughs> the yard and like i mean it's a big property it that you live on but like
1: i i never just like wander in. i'll come knock on the door and be like hey i lost my x y or z have you seen it but um, and do you
0: like eat together no, or no Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's no, so,
1: it, it's crazy. Well, before this, she used to live on the same street. So we had that. a house yeah. and then she lived on the same street. Technically, those houses were closer together <laughs> than, the than ones. where we own the property and there's just two houses on it. Right. So there's no, like, weird competitive stuff. Not at all. No. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, because I, I just wouldn't, if that were, if it were problematic, I just wouldn't put up with it.
0: Well, of course. Yeah. Are you, like, just not a general jealous person?
1: I'm not jealous, but I also don't feel threatened. like okay. if I felt threatened, that would be a different thing. Right. Um, like you're comfortable. Yeah, I'm very comfortable. Like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any... You know, both of them agreed before I was in the picture that their relationship was over. Right. And n- neither of them at any point have been like, I'm having second thoughts.
0: You mentioned Manuel still works a lot, mm-hmm. obviously, and that's kind of the classic thing of... I mean, your situation is unique in that like now you're this superstar director and therefore you're not performing so much anymore. But I think in general, whenever there's two performers together, one male, one female, like the woman's work tends to end. She tends to like stop working Mm -hmm. and then the guy tends to continue working every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I see a lot of relationships breaking up, maybe not directly because of that, but right around that time, which is what happened to me. Yeah. Um... So do you, is it weird for you that he works a lot and you don't?
1: Not at all. Um, just because, well, one, it's been that way since, I mean, it was that way before we were together. Like, he, oh, true. he's been on the same work schedule since the day I met him.
0: And you actually got together when you were still with Digital, right? Right. And that's when you were working, like, twice a year. I mean, It felt like, like, like
1: twice a year. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Was, it was twice a month, but it yeah, felt like twice a year. No, like, yeah, I mean. So, so, yeah, so we were always on that kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Know, like I, I was never jealous of the scenes they're just it, it would be crazy to go into a relationship where he's doing this mm-hmm. and then i'm like i can't believe you're doing this and i agree that it's crazy but it happens it happens, it happens. <laughs> i've been there um i mean he, he technically be, yeah he became jealous of me doing it mm-hmm. but at the same time i mean i was kind of already in a place where i was like i'm ready to do something else yeah I mean, I wasn't ready to quit performing, but I didn't want performing to quit me, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, you want to control the way that Mm -hmm, works. mm -hmm, Of course. So it just kind of worked out. I've Mm -hmm. never been jealous of him performing. If anything, he thinks I'm his pimp, because he'll get lazy, and then I'll be like,
0: you need, need to go. You need to fucking work, Your dude. call time's in an hour. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Get like, out.
1: <laughs> for real. I, there have been times, I shit you not, like, it's his own set. Like, they're taking pictures. They're, they're you know, on location, and he's checking in with the camera guy to see where it's at. And I'm like, you have to go to your set. You have to be there. It's never going to end until you arrive. And he's playing video games. I, I can
0: actually attest to that, because I used to work with... There was one year that I worked with Manuel so much that, like... I think I fucked him more than my husband, <laughs> and like, and it was it was the Elegant Angel days and mm-hmm. Elegant Angel sets. I mean, the company's totally different now, but it used to be that like the male performer was on set for maybe like two hours, yeah. And I remember like those were kind of the only scenes he was taking for a while because it was like still, still, those are the only scenes he's taking.
1: <laughs> yeah, now he just finds other companies that allow him to behave that way. <laughs> That's like you know that just shows how good he is. Yeah, I mean he, he's always been able to call his shots and it's mm-hmm. also one of the reasons I don't feel jealous is like when I see when I see that I'm the one pushing him to work I'm like okay, I don't feel like I'm going to lose you to your work that you won't even go to right now. <laughs> is he very different sexually at home? Like Yes and no. He let's see. How is he He brings a pre- Obviously, there's an emotional connection that he just does. Right. Like he's good at faking, I, or not even faking. Like sometimes it's real. He's good mm-hmm. at creating a, a chemistry, mm-hmm. you know, that that looks passionate and improper. Totally and, for those
0: thirty minutes. Yeah,
1: he's really good at that. But he behind it off camera there's like a an extra push that's very emotionally exposed Mm -hmm. and it's not like a whole like intertwined fingers I love you like not that he doesn't do that but it's it's like there's an emotion that is driving the passion Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. is, is the way to put it um and he also gets a little kinkier than he does on camera okay which I I remember when we've before our first hookup Actually, I wrote about a free fucking book. <laughs> I remember I, I was like, I was like pushing. I was like, let's go do something. He's like, you can't handle me. I'm like, I can fucking handle you. Let's go. He's like, you can't handle me. And then I remember at the end of the night, I was like, wow, I barely handled that. <laughs> but
0: I can never say that out loud.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's
0: pretty intense. Yeah, you know what? Like, now that you mention it, Manuel is, I mean, I don't want to say vanilla because that's he's not what not it vanilla. is. He's not vanilla. He's not vanilla. But actually, now that I think of it is, like if he were a Spiegler girl, his <laughs> list of things that he does would be probably a lot shorter than other people. For sure. Yeah. Like I know that he's pretty like notorious for like not doing like group scenes or no. DPs. He'll or only
1: do DPs with Steve Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Which to this day he's never quite explained. I, I can I can just say it's like this <laughs> the most enduring friendship of all time. <laughs> um, James Dean once described Steve Holmes as
0: and, and I, he says this all the time. I know he won't get mad that I you know said this. But he, he says, you're going to see Steve Holmes, and you're not going to want to fuck him. But then you're going to fuck him, and you're going to want to fuck him again. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> Which is a perfect description of yeah, Steve Holmes. Yeah, that, that's Steve Holmes. <laughs> I mean, it's so true that
0: even Manuel will go back. <laughs> yeah. But I understand that. I think, you know, it's, it's... And I think people would hear that and think, oh, that's pretty gay. But it's actually not.
1: No, yeah, it, obviously DPs aren't about the interaction between the dudes. Right,
0: and I think that's, but you have to be that comfortable with the guy.
1: Right, and and I think also for Manuel, he's just, his patience is so thin. Mm-hmm. He knows that Steve, they, they know they know how to work around him. Right, yeah. He knows Steve's not going to do some, some dumb shit. No, and the best DPs come from having the best pair of guys. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's totally, to work, it has like, nothing in to in do unison. with a girl. Yeah. Yeah, the girls just at that
0: point like. <laughs> that's why DP is my favorite being though. Put on because <laughs> you, you can't in a DP like you can't move. Yeah, you're just like, there. You're, it, it's like the whole rape fantasy thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I can't. I, it's not up to me. This is just happening to me, and that's what it has to be. Um, so I guess you were talking about how it's more like em- emotionally charged. Like how how do you define intimacy?
1: With with Manuel and me, like obviously the The world has seen i it, the world has seen us naked and having sex and doing things that are supposed to be intimate or appear intimate. Um, I I think you have to strengthen the partnership between you two mm-hmm. because sex is not going to be your thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, sex has to be good. It has to be great. It has to happen, but it's not going to be your thing. Mm-hmm. It can't be your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I know his vulnerabilities. I know him probably better than he knows himself. Mm -hmm. In fact, I guarantee I know him better than he knows himself. Just the way he like will say stuff about me where I'm like, that's not true. And then I'll find myself doing it. I'm like, shut up, (laughs) (laughs) shut up. But there, there's a camaraderie and there's, um, we, you know, as seven years, like we've gone through some hell, Mm -hmm. you know, like you hit a point where it's not the romance phase and the pheromones Mm -hmm. are fucking fluttering around and you're Twitter pated. Um, we've like truly been in the trenches mm-hmm. and at one point you either decide to stay in the trenches together or not mm-hmm. and I think at the point where you continue to choose each other there's mm-hmm. like something even more intimate there mm-hmm. than at the beginning when mm-hmm. everyone's attractive
0: you know, right like
1: he, he's an attractive dude right it's not hard to choose him at day one right that was not the thing. right but to but
0: everyone's eventually ugly
1: everyone yeah everyone is eventually not everyone's eventually known you Mm -hmm. know and and, you know once that's worn up to continue to choose a person i think is extremely i i think that's the the biggest compliment you can give to another person Mm -hmm. is after that amount of time to say all right i'm still here you're Mm -hmm. still here um and that's the intimacy at that point
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i would agree with that i think i'm just now learning what intimacy is which is why like i ask that question a lot yeah and i think like after you know the obvious answer is, oh, like all the sex stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you said, it's like what the world sees. Like that's the obvious stuff. But I don't know. After like 10 years of porn, I'm like, hmm, that
1: wasn't intimate after all. No, not at all. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's really funny. Like I i am constantly shocked because I, I thought you would just find this this point that was a comfort point. And you just coasted in a relationship because mm-hmm. that's the most I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. And no, you were constantly. It's constantly morphing. Mm-hmm. And you there's something new that you haven't run into before because Mm -hmm. you just haven't lived that amount of time before right
0: and that is what creates intimacy I guess yeah and the vulnerability I think is is huge for sure I think that's like something I I had never experienced yeah yeah. and just now I'm like oh okay yeah there's something (laughs)
1: very 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 and and the longer you go like the more vulnerable I feel like you you become just because you you become so specialized to that person and they, Mm -hmm. they, they see you for this span of time and you know in the, in the literally at your worst right and that's you know, you know that that's something you don't have to show to someone in a year or two year long relationship i can't even
0: imagine like what you at your worst looks like like you're so poised <laughs> and like
1: <laughs> no like, i'm not poised i'm I not poised. are you like
0: secretly psychotic
1: probably he thinks i am <laughs> no. i
0: could see i could see that i mean
1: <laughs> no i'm i think i, I mean he he but you know what? There's only room for
0: one drama queen, and There's that's a, him, right? He's the drama queen for yeah. sure.
1: I, it, I always feel like we've reversed roles, like in the stereotypical sense. Forth. Like he's the woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, okay. not. I mean, obviously he's he's very alpha male, and he's bra, and he's machismo, and he's Manuel, and all that. But in terms of like what we do in the relationship, like in the '50s, I would have been the one cutting grass on Saturday morning, you know, and like <laughs> slopping off to work. <laughs>
0: just a, but even just your de- demeanor like you're very cool calm collected and he's more he's a euro oh yeah he's you know what i mean like he's, he's, he's emotional he wants to do what he
1: wants to do yeah, yeah he plays
0: video games all day yeah. like all day <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i could definitely see that um so i actually have some listener questions will okay. you answer them with me they're ask a porn star okay um let's see At Be More Country asks, is there anything you'd like to see change in the porn industry? These aren't necessarily questions specific to you, Mm -hmm. but I chose this one for you because, like, as a director, and I think you're pretty, you're pretty, like, socially conscious, I'd Mm -hmm. say. Like, is, is there stuff that you would like to see change in the porn industry? And has that changed, like, since you've become a director?
1: I've I've seen stuff actually just in the time I've been a director or I've seen, I've seen stuff change and Mm -hmm. not, not for me even trying. I've just seen it happen. Um, You know, one of my favorite things that's changed is when, when we, when I first started, like the same way, like they listed ass to mouth, like Mm -hmm. interracial was such a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was something you did at the end of your career. Mm -hmm. And now it's the opposite where if you hold out, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with it's you? It's embarrassing. Yeah.
0: So I like many people of my generation, I sold my first interracial scene. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning like I held out, I got a big payout, and I got a showcase out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, many years into my career. And let me tell you, that's like the most embarrassing thing to do. I me didn't now. get to
1: do mine. I didn't think I was gonna <laughs> you quit. <missed> it entirely. <laughs> I, I didn't think I was gonna quit. I, I was I was at digital, I w- and then Manuel and I started dating. Right. And part of it, well, they didn't shoot it. Hmm. Um. But I I didn't I wasn't thinking like okay I'm done. Hmm. I just thought oh there's I wasn't even doing anal. Mm-hmm. I was doing nothing. I was mm-hmm. I was doing Manuel every other scene. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing girls. That's where I was. And then um. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to quit. Right, and that's that. To, that fucks with me. Like I, I hate that I didn't. Yeah, I hate that I didn't before I stopped. And now people are like, "Why don't you do an interracial?" I'm like, "Because I'm not doing guys." <laughs> It's not that I'm not doing interracial. It's that I'm not
0: doing. <laughs> and it's also at the point now where it's like, what? Are you going to like advertise your b- first big IR? Right. Like, it's like, yeah, I would. It's like uh, that's, I, I actually a social told faux pas now. They, they,
1: they, were like, they were like, well, what would you do if I came ba- if you came back? Would you do your interracial? I'm like, you wouldn't, I wouldn't even let you advertise that. Right. Like
0: You would just do it and I that's just, it. That would be
1: it. Yeah. Um, so, now I, I, I definitely regret that, but I'm glad it's changed. Yeah. I'm glad it's changed so that it's not even a thing. Um, I like a lot that people have to be careful about how they're getting female performers to do stuff on camera. Mm -hmm. I I remember when I came in, like, it was just sort of like, well, she's a mess. Let's get it out of her. Mm -hmm. Whereas now if you're on set and you feel like there's something off, Mm -hmm. don't force it. Mm -hmm. Like that was the obvious choice from day one. But now because there's social pressure not to be an asshole. Right. It's the choice. The
0: Me Too thing came about. <clears throat> the Me Too thing, um, well, me, the Me Too movement came about after I had already stopped performing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, I haven't, I don't have the experience of being on set like after. It is it different? Like, since specifically the Me Too stuff, or I mean, my do you sets think it's have
1: always? I'm very proud of how I run my sets. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm giving everyone the best experience of their lives, mm-hmm. but I am trying to make the conditions for it. And I hope that it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm already from the beginning, the same way I'm writing my stuff to my people. I'm trying to book people who are requesting each other. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to basically make the conditions for the chemistry and everything mm-hmm. to feel the most authentic. So I, I don't feel like I run into situations where the girl doesn't want to do something. Yeah,
0: but I think you're also biased because you come from a performing yeah, background, that, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I
1: know what I'm, I'm asking. But but one thing I do see is I see newer girls come in. I, this actually happened recently. Um, where We're in the scene, and I think there was, like, a belt, and the, the guy, like, spanks her with the belt. She's like, oh, yeah, more. But the camera's on her face, and I see her face. And her face looks like, fuck, that hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I stop. I'm like, are you OK with this? She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you OK with this? She's like, yeah. I'm like, OK, let me just say that I don't care if you do it or not. Like, mm-hmm. it does not change my life. It doesn't even change my minute if you if mm-hmm. you do it or not. She's like, oh, OK, then, yeah, I'd rather not. I'm like, how? Yeah. How do we have agents not communicating? Yeah. That you can, when we've got this much cultural movement, hmm and the internet and everything we have. And there are still people showing up thinking that they are going to lose work. And I think that goes, like,
0: beyond the porn industry, though. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, a women thing. But, like, it, it, it we are programmed from yeah, a very young please, age to please yes. men mm-hmm. in sex. Like, I mean, even the way we speak is, like, men get laid, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, something we're giving men. Mm-hmm. Um, like, women don't get laid unless... You're, you know, like us. <laughs> Unless you're a filthy whore like us. <laughs> We're getting laid. Yeah, but like, but, you know, on a day-to-day basis, like, you don't hear women saying talking like that. So I think it, it does go beyond the porn set, I think. And I can understand, I, I think for me, that's why I'm so glad I got into porn when I was 23 as opposed to 18. Is like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to say, I would have been that girl. Yeah. Whereas at 23... Maybe I was sometimes that girl, but not always, you yeah. know? Yeah, no,
1: I, I noticed a huge difference because, yeah, because I, I had just turned 21 and I noticed that the longer I was in, the mm-hmm. more I was like, no, I call bullshit. Right. Like to the point that I remember one time I walked, <laughs> I, I was over the top. I walked in and like it was my second movie in a row where they put me on a kitchen island with a marble top. <laughs> And, and they had already lit. They'd spent an hour and a yeah. half lighting And trucker. on these
0: features, like, that's what takes the most time. Right. And I
1: remember I walked in. I'm like, I'm not fucking on a kitchen counter. Relight it. And I walk out.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> is, I mean, that's a contract girl move. You it can only con- do that a as a contract girl. girl.
1: But also, the, these are the kind of moves you do when you're sort of like, I'm over this bullshit. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was when Manuel and I were kind of talking mm-hmm. about me me quitting. It was a girl-girl scene. But <laughs> even, like,
0: we sit here now saying that's a contract girl move, but you know what? That's how it should be. If a yeah. girl doesn't want to fuck on a marble counter- countertop, I mean, that is really uncomfortable. Super.
1: <laughs> and for me, like, my whole thing was... you know if if you feel at all fat and you're on a hard surface like yes you're gonna marble you're gonna it's gonna be unflattering yeah it
0: like pancakes out yeah Yeah. what can
1: you do on a marble countertop that is sexy and flattering right and also it's like high and and I'm like what weird angles you're gonna get but (laughs) yeah it was but uh, there was a difference at 21 I I never would have walked in and be like relight right (laughs) (laughs) I am going back to my trailer So, so, what would you like to see change in the future,
0: or do you just want to um, see it kind of take? I mean, keep I, I going think in that it's direction? taking a
1: great direction. Um, even in the, in the sense that, like, the standard for beauty is not as ridiculous as it was, mm-hmm. um, and not that women are less. I think women are more beautiful now. Mm-hmm. But the, the what you have to do—it's not be you, one you kind of beauty. To, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not uniform for one. And it's not, like, this over-processed thing. Like, Mm -hmm. remember the hair extensions down to your ass Mm -hmm, and the nails mm -hmm. out to here. And, like, the lip gloss that was, like, Mm -hmm. gooey. I'm so glad that's gone. And
0: the teased hair. Oh, I'm so glad I missed that. I
1: came right at the end
0: of that, but not quite as big as Mm -hmm. before. And I'm so glad.
1: Oh, I I remember I couldn't brush my hair out after a (laughs) shoot in the the vivid days. But, yeah, like, I'm glad that, we're showing a more realistic thing there i i do think that one of the things we're doing which i really grapple with because it's i I don't quite know what the fix is but i sometimes feel like we're filming sex that looks cool but doesn't feel cool Mm -hmm. um not always but like some things that we do Mm -hmm. but then i also feel like okay why am i acting like i'm speaking for everybody just because i don't think it feels cool Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, sometimes, like, things are happening. I'm like, is this, like, an authentic thing that some people really enjoy, or does mm-hmm. this just look cool?
0: Well, I guess that's the cool thing about being a director and doing your own shit is, like, well, it's your vision. Fuck everything else.
1: Right. But, but the other thing, like, you know, when you have two people and they, they start going in a direction, for one, I've already cast them because I want a certain thing out of them. Mm-hmm. So what I get in that mixture is not perfectly in my control um, unless I want to direct it to such an extent that it's flat. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird thing. It's like you're it's like a three-way dance. Mm-hmm. There's the two people and then there's you kind of on the outside. How much do you direct sex? It depends on uh, how I feel the scene's going. Okay. Um my ideal directing is me saying just make this adjustment for light mm-hmm. or give me this again. I'm coming in close. Like, yeah, Stuff like that. Like what you did was great. Let me just capture it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but sometimes sometimes it just doesn't hit as well and that's when I'm like do this move do exactly this go to this position lay out this way right um it it just you know it it depends on what you're getting everything at the end of the day a sex scene is an it's an improvised performance um and the best ones I think are uninterrupted Mm -hmm. or as or tampered with as little as possible Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you just try to get it on the outside but sometimes you have to get involved right um so yeah, there are scenes where I feel like I've directed every fucking frame, like mm-hmm. down to the point where I'm like, okay, now blink. Right. I, I shit you not. I've literally said, okay, and blink.
0: Oh man, literally. But
1: but that's important for a cut. Like, it, it's okay, a, it's a really oh, good I move to cut that. on a blink. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, start watching movies. You'll know that, like, an actor after they say their statement, they'll like breathe blink cut to the next thing oh my god um so like sometimes i'll do that i'll be like, okay now blink, knowing that i'm gonna see cut this right is here. something i i, I should have fucking known i wish i knew that i mean i only at any last couple of years, years. <laughs> but like that, that kind of stuff you know so yeah it, it, i'm all over the place like th- there are some scenes like one of my favorite ones was my who's becky scene between marcus dupree and angela white and that one, that was all me talking the fuck out of it in the beginning. I was yeah. like, "This is what we're getting. This is what we're getting. This is what we're getting." And um, I showed them, you know, where we could be in the room, and we backed up. And then from there, it was just me altering a little bit the direction of where the fight went, mm-hmm. and then telling them when they were out of the light. Mm-hmm. And it was t- one of the best things I've ever made. Yeah,
0: to this day. I mean, those are both like super, like intuitive. That was the other I thing. Think. Yeah, and like, you know, you yeah, put,
1: it's, it's I think a, it's that's... an ingredient thing.
0: Like, not to sound like a total, like, asshole, but I think that's where, like, intelligence kind of comes into play, like, even within an industry like porn where people assume, like, we're all fucking idiots. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of things are really, like, intuitive like No, that. it's so true. And
1: yeah, there's there's a huge amount. I I feel like just in sex in general, there's a huge amount of intelligence mm-hmm. that goes into being good enough that you can smoothly maneuver with another person in mm-hmm. a way that, you're not clunking heads or doing something where you just don't realize they fucking hate it.
0: Right, and, for sure. I, th- all know. the people on my no-list are people, I think, are dumbasses.
1: Right, right. No, I, I, I get it. I've totally been there. Like I, I've, I even had one... People always ask if I ever did a scene I didn't want to do.
0: That's actually the next question.
1: I will answer that question then. <laughs> the one scene I did that I didn't want to do I did it because I requested the guy. (laughs) 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 And it was one of those things where we were, like, running out of guys, you know, digital. Yeah. They they had two and a half people at any given time. And so they wanted me to work with more people because I really was working with Manuel, like, every other scene. And so he had worked with some of the other contract girls. They recommended him. They're like, he's fine. They didn't say great. They said fine. And I was like, all right, fine. I looked at his pictures.
0: And and like just to like pause and throw in right here for a company like Digital because I was with Wicked for two or for four years but like you have to get a guy who can act and fuck exactly and then like with Wicked the condom thing so it's it, your list is already narrow so yeah like Extremely when you're like narrow. so fine makes the cut
1: exactly yeah <laughs> I mean th- that's exactly it the, the, what are my options he's fine they, they're not if they're working with him I mean I I'm sure he's fine mm-hmm. and I remember I showed up. And he started talking. <laughs> and very quickly, I, I told Mark Kramer at the time, I was like, you keep him away from me if you want this scene to happen. Because if he keeps talking, I'm one of ask us is leaving. You who it
0: was after we stopped
1: recording. <laughs> but th- he wouldn't keep him away from me. Yeah. And he, the guy kept following me around. And he was saying some of the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my life. I
0: feel that way about a lot of the young guys.
1: Was he a young yeah. guy? He was a young guy at the time. I mean, this was back God, this was in 2000.
0: Oh, I think I know who it was. Actually, just or... by you saying that, I feel like yeah, I know Yeah, but was. it was
1: one of those things where, like, by the time we got to the scene, I remember Robbie D, like, pulled me out of <laughs> the hallway. And I, I was literally saying, replace him. But he was established. It was, like, yeah, six, yeah, in yeah. The, yeah. 6 in the evening. Yeah. And, and and Robbie was like, please, for me, just don't make this day any longer. And, and in my head, I'm like, well, I did request him. We have been here since 8 a.m., yeah. It would cost everyone a lot of money. They will hate. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one for the team. But that was the one time, <laughs>
0: right? Um, and the final question comes from at Classic Smalls. What is the biggest misconception
1: about you? About me? Um, I don't. I I used to think the biggest misconception was that I'm like this like ice queen. Okay. But Manuel says I'm a nice queen. So So I don't know. Maybe that's true. Um, I don't fucking know. I, I I don't know. I'm not polished. Dude, I've got like a farm. I've got chickens. I have chickens. Yeah, you know you're how? very oh, weird. I'm farmy. You're farmy, but you're so polished. But I am But I like, like... You do
0: have a little bit of an I've ice got queen that, vibe. I,
1: okay, well, the ice queen... And, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. At this point, I accept it. <laughs> Manuel is like so stuck on it. But like, I think the thing that people think is that, that yeah, that there's like this polished coldness, mm-hmm. but like... I I'll be walking around in rubber boots. Like, do you think it's because you're horses. shy? The outside stuff. No, like, do you think? Oh, people- the ice queen stuff. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of being shy and also I don't have a lot of tolerance for small talk. Okay. I I love I love conversation that goes somewhere. Right. But to me, small talk is like a small death. It, right. It's like this thing where. What's the point? It's like masturbatory. <laughs> why or why yeah yeah and so when people try to make small talk I'll like not avoid support it, it. <laughs> and that'll that'll get me in situations where they're like she wouldn't talk to me I'm like well you were talking about clouds <laughs> like, I didn't want to talk about clouds <laughs> yeah okay okay so yeah we'll go with that
0: all right because there's nothing about you that's mean
1: I, I mean meanwhile things are mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but you know what if the person you're with doesn't think you're mean, like then you're not in the relationship. Yeah. Like, what are you just you have each other for Yeah. Months. Yeah. That's not intimacy. Exactly. <laughs> um all right. So, we're at the end of the podcast and I end every episode the same way. I ask the 10 questions from Inside Actor Studio. Okay. So, I'm going to do that and just answer with whatever comes to mind. You don't have to think about it or explain it. All right. Okay. What is your favorite word?
1: Uh, Oh, this is so hard. It's so hard. I don't know. Um, Pink. What is your least favorite word? Uh, (laughs) Flagellance.
0: What turns you on? Uh, Power. What turns you off? Stupidity. What is your favorite curse word? Cunt. What sound or noise do you love? Um...
1: I love the sound of like outside, just like anything, babbling creeks or wind or anything like that. Very polished. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Anything, anything just loud. I don't like
0: high volumes of anything. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Writing. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, anything involving an office. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh,
1: you made it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you made it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Um, what can we promote for you? Deeper.com. Deeper.com. Um, and your social, you're like not that crazy about social I'm media. I'm not great at like. it. Yeah, I am you're on not. It.
1: You're on on it. You're not that great at it. I'm there. I'm I'm terrible at it. But I'm at Kaden underscore cross on Twitter. Sometimes I tweet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But mainly deeper.com. Deeper.com is the big thing.
0: It's worth looking at. That's her baby right now. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Kaden. Thanks for having me. Bye.